latest on the war in Ukraine, as Russia says it's downed several Ukrainian drones overnight. One was reportedly intercepted close to Moscow. There were no reports of any injuries. These are pictures of some of the damage. Local residents say it's possible that the drones may have been aimed at a nearby airport. Russia also says that at least two more were brought down over the southern Rostov region. These buildings are not far from the region's military headquarters, but again, no casualties have been reported. All of this comes as the US Secretary of State Antony Blinken continues a two-day visit to Kyiv. Today, he's been meeting with demining experts who've had a key role in trying to clear the minefield set up by Russian forces in front of the areas which have been occupied since the invasion began. Mr Blinken's already announced a new aid package of more than a billion dollars for Ukraine. Let's have a listen to what he had to say to reporters today. It's so easy uh, to sometimes get lost in abstractions, numbers, how many people lost their lives or were wounded, um, what the larger effects are. But it all comes down to the human dimension, to the lives, the stories of men, of women and children, like the men, women and children who were imprisoned in the basement of this building next to us, which normally was a school, and are held there for a month, 127 people in a room not even fit for one person, for human habitation. Um, children as young as a month old, not allowed to come out. Um, and this is just one building in one village, in one community in, in Ukraine. And this is a story that we've seen again and again and again. Well, let's go live now to Kiev and speak to our diplomatic correspondent, Paul Adams. Always good to talk to you, Paul. Um, we've been discussing over the last few days the significance of this visit by Antony Blinken to Ukraine. But just bring us back up to date about how many trips he's done since Russia's invasion and how key this particular trip might be. This is his fourth visit, Regini, and his sixth as Secretary of State, but the fourth since uh, Russia launched its all-out invasion. And I think that clip you just played is very telling because I think in recent weeks uh, something of a narrative had begun to develop that Washington was maybe frustrated with the slow pace of Ukraine's offensive, uh, was not giving uh, Ukrainian generals uh, their due for conducting the war in the way that they saw fit. A, a kind of a little bit of tension developing in the relationship, after all, between Ukraine and its principal Western backer. So uh, um, the Secretary of State Blinken has come here. He took the unusual step of spending the night here. And his trip today, in which he has gone to uh, the, the, uh, the shelter that you just saw him speaking at. He has talked to border guards. Uh, he has uh, been involved in uh, activities to do, to do with demining. He's talked a bit about that too. I think this is all part of the Secretary of State saying, we get it. We get what you're going through. We understand absolutely the pressures that you are under. And maybe just to kind of draw a line under what has been a slightly awkward chapter in relations in recent weeks. He also, of course, brought news of the fresh uh, package of U.S. assistance, both military and civilian. Uh, and that is, the, you know, that is very much uh, par for the course. It's, it's yet another package in many, many packages designed uh, to keep 
uh, Ukraine's economy going, but also, of course, to keep Ukraine's fighting effort going. And Mr. Blinken, when he was talking yesterday, says that he feels that the latest package will help to add momentum to that. Well, that latest package is also controversial. Um, the announcement that uh, new military support will be sent, including controversial tank shells, which we were discussing on the programme earlier, um, the uranium shells. Yeah, I think what's worth remembering about the depleted uranium shells is uh, they have been around for a long time. Uh, the Russians are almost certainly using it, so you, I think we can... Um, pretty much set aside any expressions of Russian uh, uh, disgust at this latest decision. Uh, they are almost certainly being used by the Russians on the battlefield in Ukraine. There have been numerous studies uh, over, over several decades now and no hard evidence that they, uh, that they present any additional threat in terms of you know, small particles of uranium. These are not nuclear weapons. Uh, they've also, by the way, been supplied already by the British earlier in the year. I think the key thing uh, about them, about the depleted uranium munitions, and also about the cluster munitions, which the United States took a decision on not so long ago, is it's all about adding momentum, all about trying to give the Ukrainian for armed forces fighting that counteroffensive in the south a bit more of an edge so that they can achieve a bit more, a bit more quickly. Paul Adams in Kiev, thank you very much for bringing us up to date with the latest. Well, we can now bring in Dr. Hannah Schelest, who joins me live from German Bavaria. Now, Hannah is a defence expert at the Centre for European Policy Analysis. Hannah, it's very good to have you on the programme. Now, I understand that you have actually worked before with uh, Ukraine's new defence minister, Rustem Umerov. Uh, so you have lots of insights on him as well. So let's start with that. Um, what do you think his role will be now in the defence ministry um, and how might his uh, appointment change the course of the counteroffensive? I would not uh, put the exact parallels between the new minister and the counteroffense because uh, uh, that was the good decision several years ago when Ukraine finally divided properly uh, between the military and civilian part of the uh, uh, defense, meaning that the ministry is mostly in charge of supplying what the armed forces are needed. And counteroffense and success of counteroffense, that is, first of all, the commander Zaluzhny and the general staff, those who are making the real plans on the ground. However, with the new minister, there are several very important things, not only to the current counteroffense, but in general. First of all, it is the hope for our renewal trust to the less corruption, to bring in more business approaches to the supply. Uh, so definitely different, not that bureaucratic probably, or not that old Soviet type of the management in the ministry. Here, younger, he studied abroad, so he has very good uh, contacts in Turkey and in Saudi Arabia, other countries. He's Crimean Tatar, let's not forget about this. So try to imagine this minister is coming somewhere abroad and listen from his counterpart, probably you should not take Crimea with a counteroffense. Will they be able to say it to the person whose family been deported in 1940s, uh, first from Crimea and then in 2014? That would have also a very strong psychological signal. Now, Hannah, let's talk about Secretary of State Blinken's visit because we've just heard him speak 
there. My colleague Paul Adams in Kyiv talking about how, as well as getting a military aid boost, this is also a morale boost in a way as that counteroffensive continues. What do you see as the significance of the US Secretary of State being back in Kyiv? I would say that considering that that is not his first visit, uh, we uh, approach it more regular way than the first visits when uh, ministers just tried to uh, travel. But what is definitely important that he stayed overnight because a lot of, of the uh, top politicians are afraid, thinking that Russians are bombing Kyiv exactly on the days of their visits. So that was a powerful signal from the state secretary that he stayed and he uh, tried to have as much as possible of the meetings and that he came both with the military and humanitarian uh, support to Ukraine. That is, in terms of the military, we usually have it just announcement from the White House. You don't need to have a special visit for this. Uh, however, during this visit, he also, uh, for the first time, announced, for example, that five million of those money that been uh, taken, uh, they were frozen originally in the U.S. from the Russian oligarchs, they are taken now for the rehabilitation of Ukrainian veterans. And that is very symbolic and very important. And that is the precedent that can be used by other countries uh, in the future as well. And new type of the ammunition, as your journalist reminded about the uh, new type of the missiles that we can and received uh, that used uh, uh, this type of the uranium. Everybody are making the emphasis that the word uranium, that is definitely not the nuclear weapons, not the radiation weapons. They are uh, just stronger in terms of that power that they can, uh, how they can uh, insert themselves in the uh, equipment, if to make it in the simple words. And that's what Ukraine need, including during the counteroffense, because we are coming to the more and more fortified uh, defense lines of the Russian Federation. Dr. Hannah Celeste Shellest from the Center for European Policy Analysis, thank you very much for sharing your insights.